0: The last half of Perek Ches has been discussing the obligation to guard truma from becoming Tomei. Now we brought two cases where there is an exception to this rule, where at least contribute Shua, one is allowed to make the truma tome directly, and that is if it's anyway guaranteed to become Tomei, or to go to waste, for example if the oil will be absorbed into the ground, so then you're allowed to catch that oil or scoop it up even using tommy containers, and even though that is directly making the trimmer in order that you should not lose out so much. So in that situation Rabbi Yeshua says you can make the trimmer directly. In the previous mission we saw a case where Rabbi Yeshua says you can't make it tommy directly, but you are allowed to as long as you don't do it yourself, and that was the case where a non-Jew demands a loaf of bread, and this non-Jew wor- worships a Zarah, he worships idolatry, and therefore he is tommy Midrabanon. So Yeshua says that you can't give him a loaf directly into his hands, because that's considered making it Tommy directly. However, you are allowed to put the Truma in front of him, and then the Nondra will pick it up, and he'll make it Tomei himself. In this mission, we're going to see a case where even according to Yeshua, you're not allowed to make something Tomei at all. Not even passively, not even indirectly. And the truth is, this is not concerning Truma. Rather, it's something quite a bit more serious. And that is, V'chin Noshim. Similarly with regards to women, goyim, <speaking in Hebrew> to whom non-Jews came and said to a group of women, <speaking in Hebrew> give us one of yourselves, and we will make one of you tomeh. So one of you step forward and we'll make one of you tomeh, and what that means is they would force her to have relations with them, and they continue, v'im <speaking> Love. <in Hebrew> if you don't give us one of you yourselves, then Onu <speaking in Hebrew> then we will impurify and we will have relations with all of you. So unless one woman comes and steps forward, or is given over to us in order to defile her, we're going to do it to all of you. So logically, one would think that of course they have a right to give over one of the women, because if they don't, then anyway that woman, plus everybody else, will be defiled. However, the Mishnah says, they need to allow the non-Jews to make all of them impure, to have relations with all of them, rather than to give over one soul of the Jews, to the non-Jews. And what the Mishnah is saying is that we can't judge one life against another life. Who are we to say that this person's life is worth more than theirs? That it's better that they defile one of the women and not the others? God forbid that one woman should be given over in order to be tortured, and to be forced to have relations with these non-Jews, and so since we can't do that, you are going to have to allow the non-Jews to do it to all of them, rather than to give one of them over to the non-Jews. Peric the subject of the ninth Perik of the Masechta, is what happens when one plants Truma, and by extension, what happens when one plants other things, such as Chulin, such as hektish, as we will see. So the Mishnah begins with Hazariah Truma, somebody who plants Truma, now of course this is forbidden, because trimmer can only be consumed by eating, drinking, or rubbing on one's body. But the question is, what happens if one does plant it? So Middle Iser, if one plants the trimmer, you plant trimmer seeds, so that which grows from the seeds is chulin. We don't view it as just purely an extension of the trimmer, rather it's separate from the seed, there were other things which caused it to grow, the earth contributed as well, and so that which grows from the trimmer seed is not automatically trimmer. However, Midira that which grows from Tremor seeds, does also have the status of Tremor, and therefore it needs to be kept and guarded in the same way that Tremor does, and only Karnim will be able to eat it. Now, despite this, the produce will only gain Tremor status once it's grown a significant amount. And that significant amount is considered to be a third of its final growth, and at that point it gains Tremor status. So the Mishnah says that Hazaria Truma, one who plants Tremor, so Shugayg, if he did it by mistake, so let's say he didn't know that it was Truma, then Yefah, he is allowed to turn over the ground and plough up what he planted, thus destroying those seeds. At the beginning of its growth, it's not yet considered Truma, and therefore there's no prohibition of digging it up and destroying the Truma, because it isn't Truma yet. However, mezed if he planted the Truma seeds intentionally, then Yekayim, he is obligated to keep and process those seeds until they grow fully and then he'll have trimmer produce and this is a punishment because he would prefer to plant chulin there and to use that space up for chulin because chulin is worth much more than trimmer because there's much more demand for chulin than trimmer anybody can eat chulin so we punish him by saying that he has to process these trimmer seeds and then treat those that produce as trimmer and it will be worth less than had he uprooted them and planted chul in there. However, says the missionary, once it's already grown a third of its final growth, then Ben Shoghi be amazed whether he planted it by mistake or whether he did it intentionally. He's obligated to keep it there because even if he did it by mistake, if he left it there until it reached a third of its growth, that's when it gains tremor status. And from that point on, you're not allowed to destroy the tremor. So even if we don't punish you for planting it, the consequence of leaving it until it reaches a third of its growth means that it's now considered trimmer. So there's nothing you can do about it, you cannot just destroy it, because that would be destroying trimmer which is forbidden. Now the mission ends off with an exception to this, and that is with Apishton. With regards to flax, if somebody planted flax, flax is slightly different to most produce, because most things which are planted, the stalks of that plant or if that produce is quite useless and they're certainly considered secondary to the seeds themselves and so in general if somebody plants a regular plant only the seeds and that which grows from it which you can eat will gain trimmer sanctity but the stalks will not however when it comes to flax the flax stalks are actually used a lot they're used to make linen and because of that when flax is planted into the ground if it's trimmer flax then even the stalks will gain trimmer However, because in general, stalks do not become trimmer, people might come to use the stalks of flax as well for anything. They won't realise that the stalks become tom- become trimmer. And so to prevent people using the stalks of flax for any use and not treating them as trimmer, the halach is that mazed yeifach. If somebody planted the flax intentionally, then he has to uproot it to prevent people from using it in a non-permitted way. And the truth is, this would apply even once the flax has grown to more than a third of its growth, and so it's gained tremor status, so it's usually forbidden to destroy. In this case, he needs to destroy it, so that people do not come to misuse that tremor. Mishnah base, if you think about it, as we mentioned before, mid-'oraisa, when trimmer is planted, that which grows from the seeds is chulin or to be more precise, it's Tevel, which means that it is produce which is obligated in tithes. Mid it's trimmer and trimmer is not obligated in tithes. But Mid it is obligated, so the Rabbanon do not remove that obligation, because the entire point is just a punishment, so we're not going to be more lenient on you. And therefore, the chayeres ba-leket peya that produce is obligated in leket, which is when the produce, when the stalks are being gathered in from the fields, and a couple of them drop to the floor as they're being gathered, that is known as Leket, and that goes to the poor. Uva Shikha, Shikha is another gift for the poor, and that is the forgotten bundles which are left in the field. Uva peya, and that is the corner of the field, which is also left for the poor. So all these gifts for the poor would only apply to Tevel, and since midr saw this is Tevel, these tides do apply. However, if you think about it, we've got to take in the fact that Midrabanan it's is Truma, which means that it's very nice that you're giving these to the poor people, but if the poor people are not Karnim, then midr they can't eat it. So it says the Mishnah Vaniyeh Yisrael Ch'anim Alaktim Poor people who are Yisraelim and poor people who are Khanim should gather the gifts for the poor But Yisrael, the poor Yisraelim, they need to sell that which they gather to Khanim for the value of Truma, and as we've seen a number of times Truma is cheaper than Khulin, so they'll get the cheaper price, and then the money which they get from that belongs to the poor people and that they can benefit from in whichever way they like, because the money does not have trimmer status. Now Rebu is concerned. Rebu Taifun, says, only poor people who are Kanin themselves are allowed to gather this produce, which is Truma piem in case the poor people might forget for a moment and put the produce in their mouths, not realizing that it's truma. So if you allow your alien to collect this, then they might come to mistakenly eat it, because they're used to eating whatever they collect straight away. And so to prevent that occurring, a says that only poor people who are koanim and therefore who are allowed to eat that truma themselves, only they can collect it. Now, Omerle Akiva, said back to Rebbe and there's two different ways to learn Rebbe Akiva. We'll mention both of them, Imkain. If so, according to your logic, that we're concerned that they might eat it by mistake, then lo Tweller to Only pure Khanim will be able to gather the produce and Truma in general, because Otome Kone is not allowed to eat Truma. So according to your logic, that the poor person might forget and he might eat it when he's not allowed to, so then even who are are not allowed to gather Truma ever. That's one way of learning. Another way of learning is there will be Akiva, is of the same opinion as the Tanakama. And what he's saying is is that we know that the Halakha is that Tomei are allowed to collect Truma, but according to your logic, they shouldn't be allowed to. So from the fact that we see that they are allowed to, means that your logic is wrong, which means that even poor people who are Yisraelim are allowed to collect this Truma. So those are the two ways to learn to but either way, he's extending the logic of a retarifon, and either he's saying that it does apply, or that none of the logic applies. Michel Gimmel continues the mission of a meiserus. This truma, which was planted illegally, and midoraiso, it's considered chulin, and midabalon, it's considered truma. Since midoraiso is considered chulin and tevel, it's obligated in meiserus in the tithes, and the term meiserus here also includes truma. With a Maisa Ani, it's also obligated in Maisa Ani, which is a tenth of one's produce, which needs to go to the poor people during the third and sixth year of the Shemitah cycle. And the same applies as the previous Mishnah. Both Yisraelim and Khanim, who are poor, are allowed to take the Maisa Ani. The and the same would apply to a Levi, that he is allowed to take the Maisa but all these people, the Yisraelim and the Leviim, are not allowed to eat the Trimmer. So, the The poor people who are Yisraelim, and the same would apply to the Leviim who take Miserishon, they need to sell that which they take to Karnim for the value of Turumah, and the money which they receive in return for that belongs to them and they can do what they like with that money. Now, there's a discussion as to what exactly should the owner do with the Miser Shaini from this produce. Miser is a tenth of the produce which the owner keeps himself but he needs to eat it in Yerushalayim. Now if the owner is not a Kohen, then of course he can't eat it, because Majabon and it's Truma. However, the Halach is the one is not allowed to sell Maishasheni, so he can't sell it to a Kohen either. So what should he do? The answer is he needs to give it to a Kohen for free, and then the Kohen will eat it in Yerushalayim, and that way he is not violating any laws, but of course the Yisroah would lose out, because he doesn't even receive anything in return for the Maishasheni. Now the Mishnah continues discussing this produce which Midor Reisot is chulin or Tevel, and Midor and it's Truma. and the Mishnah is going to talk about when it comes to harvesting this produce. The Torah says that Leisachsim shoribidishoi One is not allowed to muzzle his ox or any animal whilst it is helping him to thresh his produce, or to do any other work with the produce. So if an animal is assisting in the harvest of produce, then one has to allow his animal to eat from that produce, However, there's a problem here, because an animal is not allowed to eat trimmer, unless that trimmer, that produce is designated for animal fodder, but in general, an animal is not allowed to eat trimmer. So when it comes to harvesting the produce, if you use an animal to help you, then it might eat the trimmer. So what would you do? You'd muzzle it. But you're not allowed to muzzle it while it's working. So what should you do, says the Mishnah Ha'chivet, one who bangs, one who hits the produce and harvests it himself by his own hand without an animal, Meshubach is praiseworthy, because that way he certainly won't need to muzzle his animal while it's working, and there's no danger of the animal eating the truma, so that's the best solution. However, there's another solution in which you would be able to use your animal, the Hadosh Ketzer yase. One who wants to thresh with an animal, how can he do that in a permissible way? The answer is that he should toylek a fee-face with Sarivaheimah. He should tie two baskets around the neck of, an, of the animal, and hang them so that they're just by the animal's mouth, the the sechum is amin and put inside those baskets the same produce as the animal is harvesting or threshing. So if for example the animal is threshing wheat, so you should put wheat in those baskets. Which means that as soon as the animal wants to eat from what he's working on, it will just eat the wheat which is in the baskets. And the wheat which you put in the baskets should be chulin wheat, regular permissible wheat. And that way Nimtzal it comes out that he is not muzzling the animal which would be forbidden but neither is he vlumachlesa truma neither is he feeding the animal truma so he's not committing either of those violations so that is a solution which the Mishnah gives for somebody who still wishes to use an animal to thresh his produce and he has not transgressed anything